Okay, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I am Witch Dragon, your host for the main show, the One Drunk Ho podcast. I hope everyone's doing well before it turns to Thursday, at least the time of recording. I hope everyone likes this miniseries, because after episode three of Pauline, we're going in about me. Maybe I'll take a little bit of a break before we go in, but... And then after that, we'll start a new miniseries or just regular shows. Okay, so <laughs> we'll do a little bit of house cleaning, keeping, whatever, before we get to the main event. Because we really don't have a moment to spare. Not really. And of course, my mom still gave me her blessing. I mean, she still has her feelings on it, of course. But, you know, she is understanding about it. So let's thank Big Mama for that. All right. So... Okay, real quick, as I was watching the news, and of course watching YouTube, which is the news for me, ABC News specifically, they're talking about George Santos, and him being charged, and him pleading not guilty to 13 counts of, well, fraud, basically. And I don't really have any articles to share on here, but if you look on the ABC News channel on YouTube, you can listen to the whole details. Welcome in, welcome in, everyone. So, there's that. Now, of course, Mr. Santos, or Senator Santos, or whatever title he has, is innocent until proven guilty. He is. So we have to understand that. But I'll be honest, y'all. In my humble opinion, it's not a fact, until proven otherwise... Some just keep saying, mm, something ain't right, and that's all I'm going to say. But again, innocent until proven guilty. Because I don't know if he did or didn't. I don't know if he did anything. I could just think so just based on who he is, but that that's not evidence. Hmm. If I drink this LaCroix peach pear seltzer right here, which I think I talked about before, but it's really good right now. Anyway. So, that's basically what's going on. He spoke to the press. They let him go to the podium, barely. And he was basically spouting his innocence, which he has a right to do. Say he'll prove his case and the other side will prove theirs, which is true. So, may the truth come out either way. Like I said, do I know him? No. Is there some things that I've heard that he's done which isn't cool? Yeah. That's the part I'm not like. That's that's the part I'm not liking. But again, he is still innocent until proven guilty. So I'll leave it at that. Other than that, no major news that's going on. Of course, other than what happened in Allen, Texas. Of course, that's horrible. May all the victims, if they're survivors, may they get the help and the justice they need. And for all the ones who are deceased, may you find peace. And again, there's plenty of YouTube channels that are covering it in full detail. So, I don't really have any links to share. But they, but I did get most of this from YouTube, so you can look on ABC News or other YouTubers covering it. Okay. So again, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. So let's get right to it, shall we? Because again, like I always say, we don't have a moment to spare. And frankly, we don't. Ready? Here, go. But before we go in... 
I want to thank everyone for your time and listening to the story. And thank you and allow me to tell it. I want to thank Wisdom, Anchor Podcast, or Spotify, and all the other platforms for allowing me to have this story told. Finally. So, even though there's more to it, but I figure what I'm telling is enough. So welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. So let's get to it. Okay. So I know we talked about when it came to my mother during her training to become a deity of the from the evolution goddesses and gods. I think we've covered that. So there's, you know, I think we covered most of that and some of my experiences. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell a little bit more of my experience in between that. And then I'm going to go right back to mom and keep it mostly to her. And then we'll close. Alright? Alright. So at least we have a little bit more of an outline now. I know I might have went a little all over the place with the first episode of this. But at the same time, I really wanted to cover some ground, so that's what I did. But we'll try to keep this one a little bit more structured. Okay. So ready? Here we go. Back in 1997, when I was 17, and I was getting to know the woman I thought was my mother, you know, Patricia. Or I, well, anyway, we'll just leave it at that. And of course, I was spending more time with her, like we talked about last time. Of course, I was helping her and her lose her husband, clean a church and so on. And they got leftover bubbles from a wedding. And I guess Heather wanted me to share it with my nieces and nephews. Why? I don't know why she cared. I don't know. Whatever. So I more or less didn't. I don't even know what I did with those anymore. I think I kept them or used them. I don't fucking know. It's been 20, 30 almost years. Who cares? But nonetheless, I enjoyed that part. Not helping her clean or anything. Please, I could have skipped that. But it was getting nice to know her and spend a few weekends with her. And her mother, Alma. I actually don't know if Alma's alive, actually. I mean, sure, called her grandma once, but mm, that was just more or less keeping up appearances anyway, so. And again, just so we're clear, I have nothing against the woman. I, I just kept it up to appearances. And of course, they wanted to all bitch about, <laughs> which I was telling my friend who listens to the show. He's been on, or she's been on a few times, so. She's a friend of the show also. But Alma and Pat were like, when I was telling my experience with my parents and what I ate all the time and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, that's starch. And you, and you know the pot calling the kettle black was there's fried chicken and potatoes there. That's just as starchy as what my... See, this is the BS I'm talking about. How are you going to be hypocritical, Heffa? Is what I felt like saying. And yet, you're doing the same shit. Okay. Mind you, the same woman who took my rapist side over me, so <laughs> you gotta love that. Mind you, she wasn't my ste- she, she wasn't his stepmother at that point. So, whatever. I guess. It's amazing how many people would take that pervert side over mine. It really is amazing. Too too much, if you ask me. But I digress. So, as I was spending my weekends there, at times, with Pat and Alma and her loser husband, again, this is the thing about Robert. I don't understand. Now, supposedly with my, well, as I've come to know her, my niece, Alexandra, who I thought was my sister, not really, but 
Taught you a few other things too, as it turns out, but neither here nor there. But it's like he wanted to bring up something that he was accused of allegedly with impropriety with her. And say he wouldn't do this like dogs do that and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I felt like saying, You're I don't know why you brought I feel like looking you I didn't bring that any of that shit up. Why are you bringing up to me? Weirdo. Now, in all fairness, I guess he thought me and Alexandra talked. We didn't, we didn't. But, listen, Fatty, a.k.a. George Jr., I admit is a type to lie. Or at least tell half-truth. And not in a nice way. I admit that. But, again, I don't know if he did or didn't. In all fairness, I don't like Robert. Of course, I don't like Bob either. But, let's just say, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he didn't. But it, it really seemed inappropriate to mention that to me when I didn't bring that up. I wasn't thinking of it at that point. I had no clue what, if anything, happened. And even when I later saw Alexandra, she never mentioned it to me. You know, I always heard about it from other people, even Robert. So I don't know. But either way, I still think it's suspect, even if he didn't do it, which it's possible he didn't. But the problem is, why are you bringing this shit up when I didn't ask you for it? Granted, I was trying to slightly sleep with him anyway, not because I was attracted to him, y'all, because one, I could do a thousand times better than him, but one, kind of get back at Pat for talking smack about my parents, and for being a complete bitch to me, and for letting him be an asshole to me also. That I needed something to do, and I haven't had sex in a couple months at that point, so, well, a month and a half to be exact. So, I figure why not? Plus, I didn't really think much of him anyway. Plus, under normal circumstances, I would never even look at him to touch him. But, eh, what did I know? I was 17 at that point. So, I didn't know no better. At least not really. But then again, the age of consent was Tex in Texas, I believe, at 17 anyway. So, whatever. But, you all may be wondering, why are you mentioning this now? Well, a couple of reasons, y'all. Because if I'm going to tell this story... Even if there's parts I'm leaving out, then I'm going to tell it. Even the parts that don't make me look good. But they're honest. And they're true. And I have nothing to be ashamed of. I really don't. And I'm not going to pretend I do. And honestly, I don't need to hide nothing at this point. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I'm proud of the person I've become over the years. Good, all the ugly, good, and bad I've been through and done, it helped me become who I am. So that's why I'm telling it. It's not bragging, I'm not complaining about it, I'm not ashamed of it. It just, how about it just is. But under normal circumstances, I never, I would never try to screw on him. Plus he was ugly on the inside and out, so fuck that. And I could do better. But, I mostly just want to stick it to Pat, to be honest. Talk about my parents. I don't think so, Heffel. Dad, I need something to sleep with, so eh, there's also that. Eh, those really were the reasons, to be honest with y'all. Maybe not the nicest, but it is the truth. Anyway. So, 
the more I got to know them, at least those two weekends, because it only happened once or twice over the years. Particularly at that point, once, and then maybe twice years later. I really never felt a connection. Even if I never found out Pauline and George Sr. and my parents, I never felt a connection to Pat at all. I mean, like I told you last time, yeah, I love the idea of the woman, but I did not... I didn't love her. Hell, I didn't even like the bitch. And if I had to be honest with you, I honestly... thought in some ways she was a hypocrite too because she wants to talk about the courts being racist and so on to her, which is fair and is probably true. But the problem with that is, while all that's true and then some, I'm even going to say some of it's even more true than she wanted to tell me. I will give her that. The other problem is when I was with her and she was pointing out some woman, lovely young, lovely woman, she's a little thick, but she's lovely, beautiful hair, beautiful skin tone. Everyone's skin tone's beautiful, no matter how dark, no how light or medium. Everyone's skin tone in every culture and nationality is beautiful. But this, but Pat wanted to mention, well, she looks mixed. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, in my mind, now looking at her as a full-grown adult, I'm like, girl, ma'am, ma'am, Heffa, your daughter that you had with my brother, who I thought was my father, thanks to what mom and them did, your daughter, non-debatably, I might add, that you and Fadas did by yourselves with the, without the God's involvement, let me reiterate to you, ma'am, your daughter's biracial. And you and fat ass did that all by yourself. My people had nothing to do with that one. And sure, me finding out Paul and George Sr. my parents is one thing. I may be altered, so that's why I left myself out of that equation. But your daughter that you and fat ass had, once again, non-debatably, you two nitwits did that on your own. But yet, but yet you're talking about some other woman. I'm like, do you hate... I felt like saying... Even though your gripe is very legitimate, let me please reiterate that to you. Ma'am, you have a lot of nerve to talk. Just wow. That's what I felt like saying if I could go back in time and tell this bitch this. But I didn't, so. You know, and every time I got back from the weekend with Pat and Robert, and one time meeting Alma, who I did call Grandma once, which... By the way, it didn't really feel right. But I did it anyway to see how it felt. Yeah, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel true. It felt like I was lying. Because essentially, I was. In more ways than one. I'm glad I stopped calling her... I'm glad I stopped calling Alma... Well, I actually don't even know if Alma's even alive anymore. She might be dead for all I know. And I feel bad about that for Alexandra's grandmother. I mean, I don't like the little bitch, meaning Alexandra. But I never had a problem with Alma, though. I mean, other than her weirdo comments about my parents. I mean, I could have knocked her teeth in for that. But other than that, I liked her fine. So, you know. So there's that. And I guess I was more angry at Stacy because I had to go back there. And Stacy was all mad at me because I had an attitude with her. Well, you know what, bitch? How about this? How about I may be wrong for giving you an attitude, but how about you're wrong to keep me in a place where the pedophile who you pretty much chose over me 
was there. How about CPS was wrong for kidnapping me and letting you and using you to kidnap me and to put me in danger mentally and emotionally at the very minimum with my rapist? How about I couldn't fully express how you were re-traumatizing me? How about you understand why I hated your fucking guts and I just didn't know how to express it? How about that? How about if you actually had a brain in your head, you wouldn't have ever had me there if you're going to choose to pervert over me? I mean, was the $400 from Social Security that good? In 1996, going in 1997? Because if it was, great, but I would think some things are just not worth it. But okay, girl, who am I to judge? Like I said, I'm not going to pretend I never did anything wrong. It's like I'm not going to pretend that I feel bad about all of it either. Because both would be a lie. I just wish I was stronger. I wish I had the mental capacity to fully express this. I actually wish people would believe me more and actually try to ask me more questions. I wish a lot of things that just didn't happen. I wish someone actually thought about protecting me instead of their own selfish needs. Now, in the long run, it's probably better I never lived with Patsy and Robert. I don't think that would have went well for a variety of reasons, and not just what I said, but out those reasons outside of it. But it would have been nice if someone actually helped me and thought about me and thought about my well-being. And I guess that's the part I, get, I can't get over. You know, I can understand, before we go on, why some people would think I'm making this up about my parents and what they did. I get it. The truth is, I, it's not the skepticism as I get older that bothers me. That, that's pretty fair. It's the rudeness. It's the disrespect. It's people not even trying to understand how did I come to this, or even asking me how. It's just not even just being happy for me. I guess the truth is I can understand all of that if I had to be objective. But it's really the rudeness within the skepticism that bothers me. But I also have to realize it's not about proving it to anyone else at this point. I've come to realize no one owes me belief or give me the benefit of the doubt. No one owes me any of that. On the bright side of that, I don't owe anyone the time to prove it to them either, because it, truthfully, it's not about anyone else. Hell, it's not even about mom or daddy, it's not even about the gods, or goddesses and gods, rather, because they are more matriarchal anyway. But the point is, at least for evolution, they are. But again, it's not even about them, it's about me. And deep down, I've always known the truth, long before I ever disliked Patricia, by the way, once again. And long before I ever hated fat ass. That came for its own reasons. And long before I ever hated my much older nieces. That came for its own reasons too. And I finally come to realize that. So I know when you all listen to this. And, and, and by the way, this is not shade. I get it. If you do, you, You're not obligated to believe me. I get it. And I respect that. I'm not obligated to try and prove it to you either. All I can do is tell this story. And I thank you for your time regardless. No matter how long you listen. Because you could be doing something else. And you're not. 
I appreciate your time regardless. I just wanted to say that. So I'm going back to the story. So as things were getting worse for Stacy, because <laughs> deep down I didn't want to be there, and she might have thought I was autistic. <laughs> well, she gonna learn today. No. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Felix said, "Honey, hold on to your husband because a hurricane coming, and that hurricane is me." Mm-hmm. I'm proud of it. <laughs> oh God, Bob. Oh God, that was another loser. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, I was so not attracted to Bob. Not even close. Under normal circumstances, I was ne- I would never look at him. Now, her first husband, as we all know, Willie. Now, that was the one I wanted. Okay, girl. Okay. Granted, I know. Y'all were thinking, how are you going to watch someone who got her pregnant when she was 12 or 14? Well, I was five at the time, so what do you expect? No accounting for taste. And then, But then, I guess I suppressed that. And then 16, ooh, wanted him again. Even though I didn't know it was again the first time. It was really, uh, I thought it was the first time. Girl, I guess not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but what can I say? I do have bad taste in men. Let's call that what it is. In, in most respects, I do. Let, let's be truthful. But at least I admit it. But Bob ain't shit. Never has been, never will be. So, you know. I only would have slept with him towards the end anyway. Well, I wasn't quite so desperate yet. But close though. But I also knew that I missed my mom, and besides trying to get back home to be with Jason, because he was always on my mind. Of course, having sex was on my mind, too, and I know it turned out probably wasn't as monogamous as one thought I would be, so there's that. And I'm alright with that. Now. But, as I was plotting and planning to get home and dealing with these motherfuckers, and, of course, making sure they dealt with me. <laughs> and, of course, my school, Trinity... I'm just going to mention it. If they have a problem with it, I'll find out. Trinity High School in Euless. They're absolutely no help. Absolutely none. But, then again, they weren't really equipped to deal with someone like me, so... It's just as well. Of course, I made my own mistakes there, but so did I, so fuck it. The one and only good thing I'll say about them... Is it made me more motivated to get the hell out of there and find a way to get home to my mother, to Pauline, and to Jason and, and my friend Melissa and the people that actually mat- mattered. Because during this time, during my Odyssey, it all felt like a, a, a horrible, evil dream that I would, could never get up out of. It always felt like a horrible nightmare that I couldn't claw my way out of, until one day I found a way to claw my way out. And during this time, as I learned from my mother, that she had her own odyssey as well, which is now where we'll go back to. So, now this is the part where we will talk more about mom exclusively. So, I'm trying to keep a little more structured in this. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen and ladies, and everything in between. Because now we're going really deeper into Pauline's part of this odyssey, if you will. 
So picture it. 1997, 96, whatever. Pauline was still navigating her training and learning how to become an, an officially train herself to become officially part of the evolution goddesses, goddesses and gods. If I can talk, that would be nice. Come on through, let's not mumble. All right. So in between all that, as Persephone and Mom were going on a trip to the island in, in the realms called New Atlantis, I know, ain't that some cliche shit. Nonetheless, they are vacationing in between my mom figuring out when she wanted to be with my stepfather, well, my now stepfather, I to say. And then, of course, so on and so forth. And then my mother met a kobold named Philip. Oh, we don't, none of us see Philip. You know, they started hanging out and so on and so forth. And I guess she had, I'm going to say this as delicately as I can, because I probably didn't need to know half of this, but, well, she told me anyway, so I'm telling you. Well, she had a fling with Philip, basically, which is the only nicest way I could say it. And the only part, the only reason why she did that, one, because, well, she wanted to stick it to my father after all those decades of her, him calling her a whore and accusing him of cheating on him, even though, mind you, how he met my mother was when he separated from his first wife, Elizabeth. Betty. Oh, and a quick side note before we continue. Apparently, my grandma, Emily... Apparently, for the first five years, my father was married to my mother, called her Betty, or Elizabeth. I don't know how we confuse the name Elizabeth or Betty with Pauline, but okay, girl. Okay, girl. Okay. All right, ma'am. All right. I don't know how we confuse that shit, but I, I, a Pauline or Elizabeth or Betty does not sound anything alike. But okay. I guess she wanted... To be a bitch, so I guess my grandmother wanted to be a bitch to my mother and wouldn't help her at all, as mom's still complaining about it. Not so much now, but you know, when mom was alive and before her transcension, complained about how that woman would never help her with the twins, meaning my brothers, Fat Ass and Paul, aka George Jr., aka Fat Ass. Anyway, so moving on still bitched about it when I was a kid, so it's like, apparently I bothered her. I get it. Especially since my father was away in World War II at that time, so that was real fun. Well, maybe for my mother it was kind of fun in between there for five years. Minus the no help from the mother-in-law and her mother-in-law being a real bitch. Like, again, how are you going to confuse Pauline and Betty? Or Pauline and Elizabeth for real, ma'am? Okay, girl. Okay. Anyway, I digress. So, back at New Atlantis. So, my, so I suppose my mom really was just having a fling with Philip One. Because it's the first time the woman's been single since, you know, yeah. So, there's that. And two, probably get back to my father. Three, well, I really don't want to know the other reason, frankly, because I probably shouldn't even know that anyway. But, well, I do, so... Oh, well, I guess she didn't really care when we had that thought transfer download crap, so... Of course I saw. I mean, for a couple, Phil looked really, really nice. Well, good for her, I guess. I mean, I'm not mad. 
I mean, in all fairness, who am I to judge? I mean, I was trying to break up my parents' marriage so my mom could be with my stepdad, now stepdad. So, that should probably tell me something ain't right. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So, and of course, I guess after their fling, well, Mom never saw Philip again that I've ever known, so... There's that. And in between getting back from New Atlantis, from my understanding, from Persephone and so on, well, mostly Mom, you know, that's when her training resumed, and, you know... This is where Ares get back, kept, well, hold on, let me form my words, come on words, you can do it, come on out now, okay, we're back, well, this is where, in between my mother's training, I think she kind of bypassed a little bit, between me and you, I think the gods were fine with it, but, as it turns out, maybe there was a loophole in her, well, I'm not going to ruin that yet. Oh, no. No, no. I'm going to save that for episode three. But that probably would explain a little bit of a clause they put in. Since my mother kind of bypassed some of the training. Not the big parts. But in between getting her youth and beauty back. She struck a bargain with Ares. God of War. Well, he has been nosing around my mother since that time. Which is creepy as all hell. Learning this shit from her. Yay! Now I'm being sarcastic, y'all. So, basically, as Pauline showed me way more than I want to know, I might add. Keep in mind, way more. So my so Aries made a deal with Mom that he would give her back her youth and beauty. You know, in between her training. So I don't think he can do anything about that. But, he would give her back her youth and beauty for basically, you ready for it? Because it ain't going to get any nicer, for sleeping with him. So, I guess mom felt like bypassing, at least that part, because she still had to go through the rest of it. There goes the little clause they probably put in. Cool, I guess. I mean, P.S. She did succeed with the clause anyway, but, again, we'll tell that in part three probably. I don't know if there's going to be a part four. I think part three is more than sufficient for now. Hmm. But if there is a part four, you'll figure it out. Anyway, anyway, I'm rambling. So basically, well, clearly she did sleep with Aries. And that's as much as I want to talk about that. She got her youth and beauty restored. Suck it to my father. Yay! And not really. I mean, she wasn't with Weather Dragon at that point, so she wasn't cheating on him necessarily, or at all. She is still sing living single, if you can call it that. Well, no. Transcending and single. There you go. That should be a show in and of itself. Anyone. So, the bargain was struck, and she got her youth and beauty back. Which bypassed, like I said, some of the training she was going through. Not the important parts, just that part. I mean, at least it kept Ares away after that for a while. Oh, God. Although I have wondered for a while if he really is Visabella, Maxim, and Regina's father, but... Eh, it didn't, doesn't seem to be. At least it doesn't seem to be. And plus, I think they already did a genetic test anyway. So, I think it proves that he's not their father. So... And probably my brother saw some of the records of that and 
definitely confirmed he's not. Which is probably a good thing. Oh, God. Mm. But, I suppose I can't be that mad at Ares. He is who he is. The embodiment of war, so... Mm. Whatever. Who am I to judge? Anyway. But... I also think, as a byproduct of getting with Ares, she realized how much she does love my stepfather. She just needed time to figure herself out. Which is understandable, as she's transcending. And figuring out who she is now. Then, but, yeah, you get the idea. I mean, in the end, I don't think it was ever really easy for Mom to really be who she was when she was married to my father. She could barely admit who she truly is, magically and dragonically. All she could ever do is, at least with me, is admit half-truths and so on. But, as I've learned some of this over the years from her memory transfers, that was the first time she's ever been truly free with me. Okay, the other two things I didn't necessarily need to know, but, nonetheless, I was happy. Minus those two parts. To find out who she really was. And all that she did to get back to me and me to her, and that was nice. And really find out what happened. I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be some things I'm not thrilled with. But I'd rather know than not know. As she, you know, yes, it was nice that she was learning how to harness her abilities, her gifts. Learning how to be who she really is for the first time in her entire life. She may have not officially called herself a paranormal or a witch or even a dragoness, but she really was those things in one way or another. Her own abilities, her own magic. She didn't have to hinder anymore. She didn't have to hide, even from herself. She certainly didn't have to hide her dragonity at that point. There was no reason to. And I even understood why in some ways she tried to hinder my abilities on the greater scale and try to stop me from expanding because she wanted me to have a normal life. And that's great and all. But I realized that wasn't something I was ever going to do. Just outside of the dragon stuff and the magic stuff and so on. Just me as a person was just, that was not going to happen. And I realized I don't think that would have worked for me. And I don't think that would have worked for her. Not really. Or at least it didn't work for her in a long run. Because she was miserable for decades. And as she's going through all this, and as I've learned this over the years, I also knew she missed my sister. She missed Destiny. And I know she wondered about her, too. And she always hoped that she'd find her again. And, you know, side note, she did. And that's definitely another story to tell. You know, it was great. But at least when I saw her memories, at least she was truly becoming the person she always wanted to be. And I was happy for her. And the transcension was coming close. So long as I was able to be brought back home, that's when it would happen. Here's always a loophole. Doesn't matter what species of deity, it's always a loophole, I suppose. Luckily, I, and I'd have to want it, as it turns out. 
Luckily for my mother and luckily for me, I did want it. So, once that loophole was solved, as it turns out, because she found that I did want it, I did want her to come back. I did want her to. That loophole was fixed, luckily. Then the rest of the work can be done of her transcension. You know, it's funny nowadays that some some vampires, some dark magicians, whatever, talk about becoming living gods and so on and talk about becoming gods one day. I'm not knocking that necessarily. That's not what I'm making a point of. The point of is whenever I talked about this in the past, people looked at me like I had nine heads. (laughs) Again, if I'm going to go with mythology, any parts of it, like Psyche, and some cultures have ancestor veneration and worship that are like having their deities become gods, their ancestors become gods, or at least close enough to it, or even the Loa, and so on. I mean, I, side note, I know very little about the Loa, but I know it's something like that they're, they are deities, or at least they're close to God, something like that, and, and I'm sure I am butchering that. But you get what I'm saying. But yet people act like what I'm saying is so unusual. Well, not in certain cultures, apparently. Well, they do believe certain humans are chose to become gods or so on. So there. And mom wasn't quite human anyway, so even more to the point. But I also realize, if nothing else, there's nothing wrong with evolving. And, sure, I think the gods and God did that for their own reasons when it came to mom joining their ranks. My father, my stepfather, I should say, excuse me, wanted to be the one and and only love of his life. And I'm sure my mom wanted to be with my stepfather, too. And have me back in her life and and to have a second chance at life. A true chance at immortality. I guess there's a lot of reasons for everything everyone does. I certainly had my own motivations. So who am I to judge? But as I understand more of her memory transfers and everything she did with her training and putting up with here on her BS, Aries and his nosing around, and getting to know her friend again, Stephanie, of course, and my stepfather's sister, Healing Dragon, or Helenica, depending what name she goes by that day, and really and Pauline getting to know who she really is this time around. I realized Mom's Odyssey wasn't just about me, obviously. It was about her. And I'm sorry she's been through so much and people tried to hinder her transcension and so on and so forth. Tried to hinder her her whole life. Her own mother didn't even mention her at her church. She only mentioned her brothers, which is kind of shitty. And people didn't even know about my mother's magic didn't know she was a witch certainly didn't know she was draconic or a dragoness hell mom couldn't even use those words with me and certainly wouldn't call herself magically a paranormal like the gods from evolution have their people as but nonetheless the point that I'm trying to make is my mother's always been hindered and not just by my father but it seems by everyone around her and maybe that works for her because I kept things undercover 
But it also, I think, damaged her in a lot of ways, too. Where she truly couldn't be who she is. And there are some things I kind of wish she didn't do with me on that. But I kind of understand that now. I'm not saying I agree with everything. Oh, I certainly hell, sure as hell don't. I'm just saying it made it easier for me to forgive her on certain things when it came to the rapist. And hindering and trying to stop me from evolving and so on and so forth. It came from her own issues. Justifiable, I might add. But still. Her own anxieties. Justifiable, but still. I get it. Or at least I get more of it. So while I'm not saying I'm thrilled about every transfer I got memory-wise. And that she hid certain things. Especially that the one time I was upset with her. Or upset in general. She let it slip out. You know, Mom... Yeah, I've called her mom on and off my whole life, but that that's not what I'm referring to. It wasn't what she said that was the issue, because I've called her mom on and off my whole entire life, what, like I told you, right? It was a feeling I sensed, the intent behind it. It was different. That's the only way I know how to put it. I'm not expecting you to believe me. I'm just telling you how it is. Of course, in between her getting upset, I opened the fucking door. But, you know, okay, that one, that one I understand, too. But, after her death, and her beginning her transcension, not that I fully knew it at the time, once again, it was like I was, I was getting to know her truly for the first time, where there was no more true secrets. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the woman still hides certain things from me. Fine. I, I've grown to accept that. I'm not even sure I'm even bothered by it anymore. Not everything is everyone's business. And I'm okay with that. But at least more of her draconity. More of her magic. More of her craft. More of the paranormal magic that mixes with her witchcraft. Mixes with her draconity. You name it. At least I was getting to know the full person now. And unfortunately it took her to die to do that. And it took her transcension to do that. And I know you all may be wondering, as I'm getting these memories and these transfers, why do you keep mentioning it so much? That's a fair question. Because then I like to repeat myself. But besides that, because it really was the day that Pauline truly began to live. So that's why I emphasize the transcension a lot. Because the day that she died was the day that she truly began to live her life. As sad as that may sound. That's when she truly began to live. And as I've seen more and more how her and my stepfather were finding their way back to each other. And truly creating a new life. This time where they can truly be together. And that's where I realized that she was truly becoming happy. Now, I'm not saying she's happy all the time. <laughs> no goddess or god or anyone's truly happy all the time. But, at least for my mother, she was becoming happier. Happier! And I think she was free of my father. That made her life much better. And she no longer had to hinder that side of her. Suddenly didn't have to lie to herself anymore. <laughs> so I think I made her a better person. So 
So, as we close this episode and go to three, episode three, and hopefully no more than three, but certainly no more than four, I just realized the more memory transfers I've gotten, I realized over the years I appreciate that. Could it help me learn about the whole person? And it made me blessed to have a second chance with her. So, for now, since I I can't think of anything else to talk about for now with this, we're going to end the episode. I want to thank you all for your support and your time. If you'd like to book a reading with me, please email me at psiwork101 at yahoo.com. Or bring up show topics or... Send me samples of products you'd like to, that you're selling that you'd like me to review and so on. For now, this is Witch Dragon, your host for the One Drunk Hope podcast. Take care. Thank you. Power of the glasses and gods. The occult, the news, and plenty of booze. Welcome to the One Drunk Hole Podcast. Here's your host, Witch Dragon.